0: Hang on, let's let's do the intro thing. Properly. We'll, to, we'll do it probably. Hang on.
1: <laughs> so we'll come back to this. We're gonna edit this in seamlessly, and no one's gonna know. No, it's, I'm. Hang on, am I gonna? You son of a bitch. Um.
0: Hello and welcome to the Omcast. My name is Dom. As one half of the Omcast, I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello! As well as reviewing the biggest franchises in cinema history, we occasionally go and see something original. This week, we watched the new sci-fi drama, Ad Astra, directed by James Grey and starring Brad Pitt, Tommy Lee Jones and Ruth Negger. Donald Sutherland? And Donald Sutherland and...
1: Some other people.
0: Yeah, I
1: can't think. Okay, Um, yeah. so... Before we get too far into this, mm-hmm. um, I,
0: I think we've, we have both agree that this is going to be a difficult one to talk about. Yeah, um, because of what it is. Um, on the basic on the on the most basic level, I guess the.
1: Yeah, hang on. Sorry, do what? What are you going to do? So, so. John Ortiz is in this film. John Ortiz, that's it. And I have an issue. Yeah,
0: you laughed. You that, laughed out loud. I,
1: every time I see Johnny, John Ortiz, I keep thinking, it's it's this weird, like, broken connection in my brain. I keep thinking he's Fred Armisen. Right, okay. And vice versa. <laughs> so when I saw him, I giggled a little bit because yes. he's playing this very straight-laced military man. Yeah. But because I always think of Fred Armisen when I see John Ortiz... I immediately jumped to the Parks and Rec episode with the young UN. All oh, right, yeah. Where he's literally playing like a political despot from <laughs> South America. Right, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is funny. And I mean, then I remembered he... that I was in a very serious film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah. I apologize to both Fred Armisen and John Ortiz for mixing the two of you up. Poor but he,
0: he turns up in loads of stuff, that guy. Anyway. I
1: did have a giggle. Yeah. Um, there weren't many to be had in this one. Oh no. It, it was pretty, it's yeah. pretty, um, for long. Yeah. It's it not intense. really a giggle fest. No, it was intense, this film. And, um, the other thing that made me laugh the most about this film was that. Was when we got to the end. Yeah. And one person clapped like four times. Really? Trying to get the rest of the cinema to clap. Yeah, that's a tough crowd.
0: Not not where we went. No. Like, if the same crowd that I, the last cinema screen that I went to had seen it, then I think maybe you would have got a round of applause. Yeah. Um, but not in there. No. Um anyway, we're burying the lead a little bit. So yeah, this is An Astra. New big um like sci fi movie. There's mm-hmm. been loads of like trailers for leading up to it for a long time. It's been doing all the rounds of the festivals and mm-hmm. doing really well. Really? It's well. It's been getting loads of like five star reviews all round, so it's it's very I think to say critically acclaimed is fair. Yeah,
1: and it's um, like the swan song for 20th Century
0: Fox as well. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Because I said to you as it came up, that this might be the last time we w- watch a 20th Century Fox film. Although, it isn't um, Ferrari versus, Ford versus Ferrari, isn't that? I think that? so, yeah. Okay, that might be it then. But anyway, yeah, like I say, swan song for them as a studio. Um, and it is essentially, it's, sort of, it's a space odyssey sort of, you know, think 2001, think interstellar thing mm-hmm. there tends to be one of them like every year now yeah There's, like you get a high uh, concept yeah like a gravity or a interstellar or, yeah or, or whatever it happens to be
1: interestingly enough gravity is one of the closest things that reminds me of this film okay yeah is one of the connections that i made like i went in thinking interstellar and i came out thinking gravity yeah
0: i think well yeah that's part i think some of the aesthetics wise is definitely it reminds me a bit more of gravity i think in terms of the the content of it is yeah. kind of is similar to Interstellar, although much more scaled back and not as yeah. Because over- I was expecting it to get big and like galactic in its mm-hmm. sort of scale and scope. And it does to a certain extent, but at the same time, it is it's like it's this weird yeah sort of trade-off between being massive and like galactic in scope, but also being massively intimate and just a story about a man and his father. Yeah, and that's it.
1: Yeah, so plot-wise, it's essentially Brad Pitt is a very, very calm man. He's very calm. (laughs) And is recruited because um, his father, 15, 20 years ago, whatever it was, uh, went off into space and went missing, presumed dead. So the government now thinks he's alive and send Brad Pitt after him because they believe he's the only one that would listen. Uh, and that's it. That's essentially the story. Yeah, well, that's the thing.
0: It, what The thing that I'm still not quite 100% clear on is the... Um, and maybe we'll talk about this once we get past spoilers or maybe off air. Mm. But it's the sort of... The inciting incident, if you like, is these surges. Yes. You get these big power surges that uh, are coming and they do cause loads of destruction and there's mm-hmm. this spectacular sequence right up front where Brad Pitt falls from the International <laughs> Space Station, essentially. Or, like, well, yeah, it's, it's this it's, space it's a, aerial. Yeah, it's like a low orbit, like so it's still within the Earth. Oh, no, it's it's attached. Yeah. It's an aerial. Yeah. Um, but, it's, yeah, you can... And he falls all the way down. And that it was, like, amazing. That was when I was like, holy shit, mm-hmm. that really grabbed me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is this incident, and then when they reveal it, they go back and go right. Well, there's these pulses that are coming from like Neptune, mm-hmm. and we think it's to do with your father, and that's then the whole plot that is it's based around. He's that's the reason why he's going out there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I. But then you you focus on that, but that's not really the point. The point is him repairing mm-hmm. this relationship with his father and talking about their own nature as men. And they're both very emotionally repressed. I think is the they are like almost robotic. Yeah. In the way they are, and they both had to come to terms with that. More yeah. Brad Pitt in particular, and he slowly gets into it as the film goes on. It is a character piece. It and, absolutely is. Yeah. And I was I was really impressed. Like Brad Pitt was fucking amazing in this film. He was brilliant. I, I thought he was brilliant. But the thing with it is that he's he's so subtle. Mm-hmm. His performance is so fucking subtle. And so much of it is just like, because they have a voiceover throughout, and a lot of it is just a case of it being the, again, the sort of juxtaposition between what's being said on the voiceover and what's being shown on screen mm-hmm. on his, with his face, and just like on the brink of tears, but not quite
1: tears. Do you know what I mean? And like all, yeah. that, all that sort of stuff. But it's also the depth of yeah. like his facial control as mm. well, because... Early on, there's a scene where the camera holds on Brad Pitt's face for probably about ten seconds and then it cuts away then it cuts back and the camera's closer. There's a point in that where he has a visible twitch under his eye whilst there's this emotion like this emotional moment where they're talking about him being this sort of notoriously calm person. Mm. Or and or sort of repressed almost, but when they start talking about his father, you see a visible change. Yeah, but he's you see it in the way it, that yeah. he talks to someone, the way that his eyes dart across from one eye to the other on this person, whereas before they were completely fixed. Yeah. And it's those tiny, tiny little things yeah. that were really, really impressive. I, yeah,
0: I was honestly, I thought his performance was fucking brilliant. I would love it. Like I was because th- I've heard sort of things going, "Oh, he's Oscar worthy." I'm mm. like. I would love it if a performance like this could win an Oscar. It won't because it's too subtle.
1: Yeah. It's not showy enough. It's not mm. like it's not big like. I think you know it will I mean? get a nomination.
0: It will get a nomination. But I feel like what could happen now is I feel like Brad Pitt could potentially be getting into a stage of his career where he he'll be like the new Leo. He'll get nominated and then he'll get nominated <laughs> every year until eventually he'll win one. So like, because to be fair, he could be he could quite easily be nominated for um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. For, su- for supporting, probably not for lead, obviously. Yeah,
1: no, I think I definitely think that Leo will probably get nomination for this for Once Upon a Time. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know about Brad. No. I think it'll be a little bit too controversial.
0: Yeah. Um. Anyway, not but about anyway, that, right? but yeah, his
1: performance is <laughs> fucking stellar. And
0: I do, um, I love the world.
1: Yeah, I, this near future, all the little
0: world building stuff because they never they never deep dive into it. No. But they show it, it's there in the background, and it be, and all there's a plot point that's to do with that. Like there are plot points in this, and I won't spoil it, but that could be films unto themselves. Mm-hmm. Like I want to know more about that, but it's like, no, that's just an obstacle we have to overcome to get to this next bit. Yeah, that's all it is. But they, it creates this real world, and it, all it is is in service of the character. Yeah, um, yeah, I I loved it actually. The more I think about it, and it looked
1: amazing. It visually, it's beautiful. It's done. In such, oh, it's... so without going <laughs> into too much spoiler territory, the story is sort of chaptered in colour. Yeah. So when we're on Earth, everything is green, blue, orange, yellow. Everything is natural coloration. Everything is as we would expect it here, mm. and then they go to Mars. Yeah, and everything's got this really damp but orange hue. It's really subdued. It's really,
0: it's yeah. not warm.
1: It's quite. It's quite. It's, it's quite an
0: unsettling. And it's like, and that, that is the whole thing. Is that like, there's a lot of this, and I can see it being accused of this. That it's a very cold film. Yeah, in terms of not only, the characters themselves are very robotic, and and the settings are as well. Everything's very clinical, mm. but that's the point.
1: But also that works because like, and then going back to the sort of the, 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 the palette situation, like the moon for example is very white. Mm. It's very, it reminds me of, and it was probably done aesthetically in sort of something similar. But it reminds me a lot of like the London Underground, mm. where everything is like functional. With a slight hint of decor to it, but not enough yeah. that it it overcomes the the sort of the actual function that it's got requirement for. Yeah. And then when we move further on, the colors change again. And at each stage in the story, like you see this different sort of breakdown of colors, and even the direction changes. Yeah, yeah. In the film, and like you say, like people are gonna say this film is cold and clinical and emotionless. But that's what is that's the power of it. Yeah,
0: that's the point. It's the point of that, isn't it? Yeah, it's the point of, and yeah, and that when you see these things happen, like there's a particular scene where, again, because th- they're punctuated throughout the movie, the journey of the character is done through these psychological evaluations that he has to do, mm. and he keeps having them. And there's one in particular, sort of in the middle of the movie, where he does start the the facade starts to shift, and you start to see the real guy underneath. Yeah, and then but you have this control, whereas this yeah, it's a complete, it's a robot, which just asks the question
1: back yeah. in. Reminds me of um, Blade Runner. Twenty. Yeah, very much
0: like Twenty Forty Nine. Yeah, I got a lot of vibes of that actually mm-hmm. in this. Um, but yeah, and again, it's like that's where like it starts to peel back the layers, and you understand that this is where we're going with this. It's, it's a trajectory. Mm. It's about how well you can maintain. He's, and but then also it's this faceless organization that uh, you know what are they called? Comsat or uh, Spacecom, Spacecom, yeah, Space Command,
1: yeah, um, Space Force,
0: Space Force, so, Buzz Lightyear Star Command, Come in, Star Command, <laughs> um, yeah, but they're, they're this faceless like. Authoritarian organization, and they're but they like they, the idea that they monitor everything, which makes perfect sense. Yeah, because the fact that like most people, you're sat there with a um, heart rate monitor around your wrist right now, mm-hmm. and so it makes sense that in the future, with an organization like this, where it's all based, it's all science based, they would want mon- they are monitoring every single element of that person's physiology and feeding back to them in real time. Yeah. Like when they're out there on the like the, with the Donald Sutherland characters, they like will tell them oh, you, your heart is palpitating a little bit. It doesn't seem right. Make sure you get that checked out like immediately. Yeah, like there's it's like and it's invasive and it's like, but that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It, again, I like that it's another bit of world building, but it serves the story because it allows yeah. them to have this oppressive like. We're talking about your emotions. We're talking about your emotions. We're talking about your emotions, but we're like hammering the point.
1: Yeah, like with this sort. But of, it's it's it's. Yeah, it's that they want to the know the emotions, but they don't care. No. They don't so... Care. That's the thing. When he has that one, they then go, oh, yeah, you're fine. Okay. And they go, mm, he's not. But like, the, point, yeah. the point
0: is they still need him for something.
1: Yeah, that's they the, they the go, first point that he's opened up yeah. to not only to us as the audience, but to this disembodied voice. Mm. And the voice sounds comforting enough because it's, it's recorded with a human voice, but it's at that point where we... We, we forget, as the audience, that because this is the near future, it is a recording. Yeah. It is Alexa. And it works <laughs> in the same sort of way. But it's so much more that it does feel like you're talking to a person. And then he starts to buy into that. Yeah. And then it goes, oh, no, you've passed the exam. You've passed the exam. Yeah. And then just shuts down. Yeah. And then so does he. Yeah. Like, visibly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and similarly, like they have a whole thing where he has a a record a pre prepared speech that he has to say to his dad, Yeah. and that doesn't work. The one that does work is the one that he comes off the top of his head.
1: Yeah, although yeah, we'll talk about that post spoilers. Yeah, I think, um, I think before we get into spoilers, um, uh, the score. Yeah. I want to talk about because oh, yeah. Max Richter is one of my favourite mm. musicians. Um, I listen to him probably once a day. Um, just was different stuff because I just love it. But it was really subtle in this, but it was really quite yeah. effective. Like, I don't know if I was a little bit more tuned into it because I knew it was him. Yeah. But I really, really enjoyed it. And it just sort of seamlessly blends in and out mm. without, like, the obstruction of, like, like Hans Zimmer is spectacular, yeah. but in Interstellar there are points when it's the visuals much. are so much, and then the score is overwhelming at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this fits a lot more. It's like a lot say, softer. It was, yeah, it's a it lot, a lot subtler. Yeah, you're yeah, right, yeah. It's sort of a little bit more interwoven into both the script and the visuals. Yeah. Rather than just the general direction.
0: Yeah, like you say, it, it felt like a it felt like a proper like combination of all the different elements are all coming together very well yeah um
1: yeah um but yeah i think probably good to get into spoilers about now yeah yeah. because so yeah
0: a couple of things i want to address so basically the the whole idea is that he's going out there to find his dad yeah um and eventually he does find him but there are a couple of sort of lingering questions i have from that which is first of all did his dad send back a message no, so what do you think? I I think either he's dancing the magic message, or they took his pleading sort of real one that he, he laid out message that he recorded as as a signal for them to go. Yeah, he, we can't use him anymore. Yeah, because he's getting too emotionally involved.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's deliberately ambiguous. Yeah, because I think you're supposed to see it, but. By seeing it from Brad Pitt's perspective, Mm. from Roy's perspective, you think we've heard back. We've heard back from him. Yeah. Whereas I think they've gone, okay, we've tried it. He's not responding. This is going to blow up. Yeah. He's dead. Yeah. Um. And the other thing that
0: I didn't quite get, and I think maybe he, maybe he did explain this, but because the whole point of this, the whole thing that sets the whole thing in motion, is the surges. Mm-hmm. So are they happening as an accident, as a result of some fight that he had with his crew? Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, so
1: they tried to sabotage it, I think. But what? They don't they
0: don't have a bit of equipment that causes power surges, do well, they? Well, yeah.
1: So there's it's not...
0: It's a... They have dark matter. But they never really explain that it's some sort of dark matter, antimatter, antimatter yeah. reactor. Yeah, so which... they have an
1: antimatter reactor, which they explain early on is the MacGuffin that they're going to use to try and find extraterrestrial life.
0: On what basis?
1: That the, this is the thing that's powering the tool that's going to allow them to be within Saturn's heliosphere, which means they don't get interference from the sun's radiation. Right. So they sort of tie that in sort of quite quickly yeah. and quite neatly, and they go, right, that's what that is.
0: Yeah, but then I suppose it's because but, the film's lying, I just forget that, because it's yeah. the only time it's mentioned. And it's, then, it's during that
1: briefing scene right at the very beginning. And then he says, um, and then we find out that he killed the crew mm. because they were trying to get back and trying to stop what was happening. And so they sabotaged it, which caused him to kill them. So they sabotaged it. So he, it. and then he stayed there to try and repair it.
0: Okay, so they, they sabotaged it. The crew did that, what, to try and send help. To
1: or... try, yeah. They tried to get a message back, and then they thought, if we sabotage it, and we cause, it, if we break this, then we, this mission is over. We can go home. Okay, yeah.
0: I uh, see, I I didn't get that, because the, the, sort of, the implication was that he was doing it on purpose.
1: That's what I got, and that's one of the things that got me as well, is that, there were one too many coincidences mm. of that pulse happening.
0: Yeah. Right. At the moment. Because at that, it was that like, specific moment. Well, that's like, so when like Roy was just about to get there and then there was another one, I was like, well, that leads me to believe that it's him doing it on purpose. Yeah. He's seen there's someone coming for him and he's pressed the button. Yeah. Sort of thing. Um, but yeah, but that maybe that's not the case. And it's just a case that they happen when they happen. Um, yeah. But like you said, it's not really important. It's just the MacGuffin. Yeah. But again, I think watching it again now, I'll get I'll get more on board with it because mm-hmm. I think for, for the longest thing, I was waiting for it to be some sort of big instant like, oh yeah, I found aliens, they're cool, like, yeah. or something, you know I mean? or some sort of massive like revelation where, oh yeah, no, we've opened up a black hole and now we'd like, or he becomes his father at the end or something like that. Yeah, you yeah. know I thought it was going to be some sort of weird timey wimey spacey wazy shit. Okay, but it wasn't. And no. now that I know that it's not that. I'll probably enjoy it more and be able to just get on board with the fact yeah. that it is what it is and it's about it all it is is about a man having an emotional breakthrough and learning what's important in life and yeah. what isn't important in life. Yeah. It's a man
1: reconnecting with his distant emotionally unavailable father. Is
0: it's a like two and a half hour epic space therapy session. Mm-hmm. Is what it is. It's just about a yeah. man sitting down and realizing that because they have that really good, that nice cyclical thing that they have at the beginning and the end. He has these emotional, um, whether they're called uh, assessments. Yeah. Um, and at the beginning, he goes, "Yeah, I will only focus on on the what is important, and yeah. at, at the you know at the exclusion of all else." And that's intercut with his wife leaving him, and he doesn't care. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie he says the same thing, but the way that it's shot and the way that it's framed is that I will focus on the only the things that are important, her. Yeah. And not everything else, i.e. my job. Because mm-hmm. he runs that's the thing. And it's just the most basic sort of And it is such a small story. Yeah. But told in this scale. grandest
1: of scales. Yeah, which is great. But at the same time, like it's that's one of the things that i sort of praise the sort of its intelligence a bit is that the scale the scale that we expect from it being in space yeah is it's sort of, I don't know really demonstrates like this vacuousness of like being numb and like a depressive episode or something well, along I, those lines because there is just this emptiness around you. you're emotionally distant. But at the same time, there's going to be one thing that, that's, that's thing. going to set you off.
0: The the whole film sort of turned from it and sort of the whole thing was encapsulated in this one scene between him and his father right before they leave the capsule. And he says, we've been here all this time. And I've been sending out this message because he's like obsessed with trying to find extra um, terrestrial like, intelligent yeah. life and he goes, nothing's coming back. And Roy just says to him, look, we're all we've got. Yeah. And that line on its own is like, it's such an innocuous line, doesn't it, but it's like, that is so much meaning layered into that, because mm-hmm. it's like, it's no, he's talking about him and his dad being both emotionally repressed, and we're, I understand you, and you understand me. Yeah. No one else in the world understands us the way we do. We're all we've got. But he's also saying, we're all we've got, i.e. the human race is the only thing yeah. alive in the universe, and it's like, you're saying all that with, like, you know, three words.
1: Yeah. Forward, words yeah and it's so and, I just think it's such an effective way of demonstrating like we said like this this emotional inevitability is that he's gone out there he's gone so far despite being this emotionless husk yeah. that everybody perceives him to be including himself yeah but why has he gone 2.71 billion year, uh, miles yeah to Neptune, to see his dad. If he doesn't mean anything. Yeah, exactly,
0: and the same with, and that's what leads me to believe as well that there's that bit of um, ambiguity about whether he sent the message back or not because maybe he did, mm. maybe he was the same, maybe as much as he says he doesn't care, maybe he
1: does. Yeah, exactly, and that's and then you see those points sort of broken down a little bit more in that section where they're in that station, mm. when. They communicate when when they're talking, and he says, "I never cared about you. I never cared about your mother." And he's like, "I know." There's no reaction. That, there. that, that's what. There's I mean. no emotion in that scene. But that's what I mean. It's but like, there's also the that, so much that we've seen before.
0: Yeah, but the, well, there is a bit of emotion. He gets one like single tear just there. Yeah, but so it does affect him a little bit. But the fact that he he goes, "I know," is like you're confirming what I already know. Not only that, I felt that myself. Yeah it's because like I said they're the only ones we get it like I get how emotionally cut off you are because I'm the same
1: mm-hmm. fuck it's really good I fucking it is this really show. good <laughs> I and, thought it was brilliant and it's yeah and it's like we were saying earlier when you know we are talking about like we were making jokes about like the magic black woman yeah and <laughs> we were making jokes about this and the other there are ideas in this that are trite and there are ideas in this that are not going to break the mould, but it's in the way that it's done. Yeah. It's the direction, it's the cinematography, it's the style that it's all pulled together. Yeah. Makes it that much more, like, it is greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah. Because of that. So it has got a normal script. If this script was about a guy driving across America, wouldn't matter. No. Because we can get across America really easily now. Yeah. If this was about a guy whose dad was in Italy... Wouldn't matter yeah. because you can fly to Italy in however many hours from America. Yeah, if it was about all these different things, it wouldn't be that important. These things are done in such a smaller scale in different, in lesser ways. So, TV shows, mm. there's the adoptive parents trope mm. where he's like, I need to find my real dad, and he goes and finds his real dad, and his real dad's an asshole, so he comes home. Yeah, you know, this is essentially the same story as that, but done in this massive grandiose scale mm. that has so much more symbolism and so much more meaning to it mm. because when you do associate this with like mental health issues his repressed behaviour he's hiding an emotion drug yeah that makes everyone feel a bit better and it yeah. gives everyone a little bit more pep he puts that away he doesn't want to feel that yeah because that's going to let the emotions back in yeah he's compartmentalised everything he's locked it all away mm but he's still willing to travel 21 billion miles.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing it's like him and his dad they both got they're like institutionalized. Yeah. Like by, by the space like I've been given a mission I must do my mission and they that there there's robotic like if he hadn't been given that mission he never would have gone out there do you know what I mean? yeah. the fact that he feels like it's his duty mm-hmm. and even no matter what point he still sends messages back to space command even when he's done bad things.
1: When all of those yeah, three people died because of him.
0: Yeah, he he still admits it because he's got this like sense of loyalty to an institution, not a person. Yeah, and his dad had the same one. His dad has loyalty to the mission to a point where he will kill people yeah. to protect the mission. And again, like that, I love that cynical thing of him. Like, so yeah, he has the moment where he's like, "I don't want to become my father." Yeah, and then he finds out about how his dad killed the crew, and then immediately then goes and kills the crew, even by accident. Yeah, it's like. No, it, despite what you like, we it's the cyclical thing you do become it's, your father uh, they you literally say it like yeah. the
1: sins of the past
0: the sins of the, yeah the sins of the father will be yeah and all the rest of it and it's just like which is why I genuinely I, at one point when that was starting to happen I was like is this going to be some sort of weird like time loop thing yeah where he's going we're going to see
1: Brad Pitt turn into Tommy Lee Jones yeah <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> a giant wizard beard yeah um, um but, but yeah, I think it's there are so there's so much more to unpick about yeah. this.
0: I want to talk about there's pirates on the moon. I want a whole movie about the pirates on the moon.
1: I really like that as well. <laughs> but um, again, that,
0: I like the fact yeah that's exactly what I meant with the sort of world building stuff. Is like it's a point is there's issues in the, on the moon because everyone's fighting over the resources. Mm-hmm. It means there's going to be an obstacle for you. Yep. We'll get past it. That's it. Where I'm like no 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 I want to know more about that to give me a fucking story about yeah. the pirates on the moon who like steal space buggies and like
1: <laughs> if you want that you should watch The Expanse. I'm I'm going to watch The Expanse. That's almost the <laughs> almost exactly what it's about except okay. for it's not the moon, it's a belt. The galaxy, yeah. It's an asteroid belt. But um but yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. I don't want to go over sort of tired ground. I do really really recommend this film. Yeah. Me too. Um, I, I, that's Although the, I would go in and say, if you have... I don't know. I'd if be, you have a really, really troubled relationship with your father, <laughs> probably don't go and see this. Yeah, I don't
0: know, because I don't know if
1: there's... Or some, do, actually, it might help.
0: I don't know, because I feel like, I don't know if I would... There are certain people... I would recommend it to some people, not necessarily to all, because I do... Like, we came out of the cinema, and there were people who were there, oh, God, that was the most boring film I've ever seen. I mm. was... oh And I can kind of get that a little bit. I can imagine people that I would recommend it to who would just go, don't get it. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know. Yeah, it definitely I can see why it's interesting that we've had this. Is like we've had two weeks on the bounce now where critics have panned. So critics completely panned and ripped apart Rambo. Mm-hmm. But it's getting a really good positive cinema score. Yeah. And on the other side of it, we've now had Aaron Astro, which critics seem to be loving. Mm -hmm. But then I feel like there's going to be a lot of people who then go out to see it on that basis and are disappointed and let down and bored by it. I
1: do think the trailer begets what this film is. Yeah. Like, I do think. Like, they
0: they put that one action sequence in there in the trailer to try and make you think that it's more exciting than it actually is.
1: And the the soundtrack is a lot more lively. Yeah. You you don't see any of the really sort of pedestrian parts, the Mm. really slow moving parts, the really. Like there's a lot of this, this is quite art house as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Like I was there and I'm like, that could be Kubrick. That could be Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. That could you know, there's so much in there that could be that is borrowed from other pieces of work. That there's were, one
0: silhouette shot where I thought he was on Vilmir and he was about to wake up with a soul stone in his hand. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like there are there are so many things that are like honourably lent to mm. in this. And or Lent against, should I say, and but they really work, they don't feel cheap, they don't feel no like labored. No, I think it's a great film, yeah, but yeah, I don't, but to at the same time, I don't know if I'd, I don't know how much I'd go back to this.
0: I, I would definitely want to watch it at least one more time. Mm. I want to watch it like, but I wanted it, it, I want to have like a 4K fucking massive sound system. And just what maybe just one more sort of delving with knowing what I know. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Knowing what I know about it and knowing where the important parts are and picking yeah. things up. I think yeah, I'd, and knowing the whole, the point of the arc mm-hmm. and where it's headed. I think I'd put I'd get more out of it maybe for a second view. Yeah. Much as I got I enjoyed it the first time, definitely. I would definitely I think I would enjoy it second time, definitely. Yeah.
1: One thing I did wanna know. Was it me mm-hmm. or about two thirds of the film, into the film, did the black bars come in? I
0: don't remember. I can't remember that. Which is a good sign because it shows how engrossed I was, and yeah, I was just I was bought in. I think, yeah, I think
1: they did, but I I couldn't tell you. But at the same time, like, because <clears throat> there's a film called "It Comes," they come, it comes at night, mm. and it's fucking again. This is this is another one of those films that critics love. And the audience just fucking hated. Yeah. I absolutely adore it. I think it's one of the best films I've seen in years. Mm. And it literally uses these black bars to that effect. Yeah. And I thought that's what they were going to do here, but they mm. didn't. Yeah, okay. And okay. I d- <sighs> But at the same time
0: it's hard to know when you're watching in cinema as well like if we went to go and see it in the IMAX it might be a completely different experience Yeah, Yeah. and same when you get it on home release sometimes you end up with a full screen and there's no black bars
1: yeah that's one of the things that frustrated me about stuff like The Dark Knight for example
0: Uh, yeah Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises are particularly bad for it because they just they go up and down
1: Yeah, whereas now Nolan all
0: he does is film the entire thing in IMAX which is when you watch like Dunkirk the whole thing is on full screen IMAX the whole way through and it's fucking amazing Mm. Where's that trailer for the
1: new one? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, right? Yeah, I think that kind of ramps it up, to be honest. Yeah, it does. I think it's fucking brilliant, me and you too. should definitely go and see it.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, me too. I think it's great. Um, if you've got any sort of yeah, like if, I would say, if you basically the rule should be, if you can watch two thousand one, and you can watch um, Interstellar and get enjoyment out of both of them. Yeah, then you should go and see this. Yeah. If you get bored by either one of those, then probably skip it. Yeah basically. Yeah, is the I'd agree.
1: Um, like Blade Runner 2049. Or 2049, yeah, well. yeah. If
0: you watch 2049 and got bored and got annoyed by it because it is slow and methodical and mm-hmm. all the rest of it, you probably it will feel the same way about this.
1: I really want to go and watch 2049. I kind of
0: want to watch, It's on Netflix at the moment as well, isn't it? But you've also got it on 4K. Yeah. Um, right. Thanks for listening, guys. We're going to be back next week. I think next week we're going to talk about The Joker. Yeah. Um We'll figure out when we're going to do that, how we're going to do it going to
1: inspire a whole new generation of cosplayers oh
0: for fuck's sake no we're not it's uh, yeah whatever <laughs> um yeah so we'll talk about joker next week obviously that's massively anticipated by everybody mm-hmm. um and i'm sure we'll get into a lot more detail about yeah, our definitely. thoughts on joker and the joker generally and all the different interpretations there have been over the years yeah definitely um but yeah that'll be next week in the meantime like and subscribe and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. Um Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, yep, the Omcast Pod, yep. yep. gmail.com, drop us an email. Yep, all that. And uh yeah, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Cheers guys. Bye. Bye. That was really loud. It's fine. It was loud is. as fuck. Always is. Your mum's always really loud. Ah, going one more time. Shut the fuck up. Talking shit, mate. B. Hey, that one's on the recording. Oh, good. You got that. For your mum joke. I'm and your mum. Douchebag, honestly.